0: So good morning, everybody. Welcome to Daily Devotions. Uh, my name is Lloyd, and this morning I'll be continuing our brand new series called Sent by the Spirit. It's a follow-up to the, to the previous series that we did called Have You Received the Spirit? that was looking forward towards Ascension Sunday and Pentecost, which we celebrated this last weekend. And so for the next three weeks, we'll be looking at how the Holy Spirit given to the church on Pentecost works through us to the world. So it's a follow-on. We are now looking from that place of having received the Spirit as the church. And the basis for this series is Ezekiel chapter 37. That's the key passage of Scripture, which Pastor Israel covered for us yesterday. And I would really encourage you to catch up on that message and to also read through this passage throughout the series uh, as a recap of the main idea. But for our conversation this morning, we will be focusing on how the Spirit breathes life into the church. Imagine the scene for a moment. You're sitting in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, a gathering of 120 people, the first disciples, having seen and experienced the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and His recent ascension, slightly unsure now of what the next step will be, slightly unsure of where to turn to from here and continue this great mission and fulfill this this high calling that, that Jesus had given you. And then suddenly a sound like that of a violent rushing wind comes from heaven and fills the whole house where you are staying, Acts 2 verse 2. And you are filled with the Holy Spirit. This is how the church, as we know it, began. It was fueled by the wind of the Spirit, the breath of the Spirit, which caused a new day to dawn on the message of Christianity spreading throughout the whole world. This is where the church was energized and really began to fulfill her calling and purpose, after this moment, where the Holy Spirit was breathed into those early disciples and they began speaking in in, in known tongues or languages, and 3,000 people got added to the church on that first day. This idea of the Spirit of God as wind continues throughout Scripture, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an important concept for us as believers, in the sense that you cannot tell where the wind is coming from or where it is going. And in the same breath, the Spirit of God is not limited by human control and cannot be governed or ruled by human understanding. If we think about this in the context of carrying out our mission as the church, it speaks to having a trust that the purpose for which God has called you to live out will be fulfilled not as you rely on your own on, on your own understanding, on your own experience or on your past, but that you rely on the one who empowers you and moves as freely as the wind that we feel on a daily basis. That, that concept of trust is a big one, isn't it? Trusting in God can be a scary thing. I'm sure all of us can relate to some season in life where we felt like God calling us to trust Him and it was scary. I'm sure we all battle with that at times. And we know that you know, most often we like to have things all worked out with insight and with a clear path of what's to come under our control. However, in Scripture, we see over and over again that we have the opposite picture when it comes to what we should do and how we ought to live by trusting in the one who calls us and gives us our true identity and purpose. You know, a well-known passage on this topic of trusting God must be Proverbs 3. It says this in verses 5 to 9, "'Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding.'" Pretty, pretty plain and clear, isn't it? "'In all your ways, know Him or acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight.'" Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. It's a wonderful passage of Scripture. And perhaps in the working out of our salvation, we might need to ask ourselves the question this morning, which step is God calling me to take that's out of my comfort zone into His trusting zone this week? And you know what step it is because you feel that tension and nervous energy almost whenever you think about it. But that might be just where the next breakthrough or miracle of faith in your life is found. On the other side of your understanding when you're in His trustworthy care. You know, we shared this at at church at at Father's House J. recently, in fact, as part of this Eden series. When we are moving forward in our faith, reaching forward to what is ahead, we need to move past the mindset of control into the mindset of trust. Because it is in the trusting that we experience the growing. It's in the trusting that we experience the provision, the guiding. We can proclaim the principles, but it's in the practicing that we grow. And the thing about wind is, coming back to this concept, you can try to take shelter from it. As you know, in PE, the wind blows often and rather firmly here. So we can try to take shelter from it. We can hide away. We can cover up and try and limit its effect. But then you're left with a rather stale atmosphere, aren't you? Closing the windows in a long car ride leaves you with that feeling of needing fresh air to breathe again, to think clearly again. And the same principle applies to our walking with the Spirit of God. You know, Scripture says that we can quench the Spirit in 1 Thessalonians 5.19. This happens by resisting Him, neglecting Him, living in a way contrary to His calling, trying to take shelter from the thing that God is calling us to do. And the result is that our spiritual journeys are left feeling stale, stagnant, and without kingdom impact and growth. You see, friends, when we are on the journey towards our heavenly destiny, we need the fresh life-giving wind of the Spirit to help us think spiritually, not carnally, to help us serve selflessly, not live selfishly. We need the wind of the Spirit to breathe out our sense of self-preservation and control and breathe in. Christ-likeness and trust. You know, these character transformations cannot happen apart from the wind, the life-giving move of the Spirit of God in our lives. And so we see that just as the wind is necessary for life to exist on earth, the Spirit is necessary for the church to fulfill its mission and mandate to the earth, which means that each of us need to expose ourselves to the leading of the Holy Spirit and allow His breath to work in us as we trust in Him. And so maybe be encouraged this morning, church, that the same idea of the early church being filled by the Spirit is still relevant and it's still needed for us today as the extension of that birthing moment as we are still the church, the body of Jesus. And we need His leadership to draw us out of our control into a radical trust in a God of radical love who wants to work in and through His people for His purpose. So let's take a moment and commit this day and this week to God in a word of prayer. Father, thank You so much again for just the the powerful reminder of reading the Scripture and seeing again just how vital the wind of Your Spirit was and is to the work of Your Church. So this morning we make ourselves available and we ask, would You breathe on us afresh this morning, Father? We're sorry for neglecting You, for closing ourselves off, for trying to take shelter from what You have called us to do. This morning we open those windows again of our soul and ask that you would breathe your spirit. Come like a mighty rushing wind, Holy Spirit, and and breathe in us, blow us into a space of trusting you, God, for that's where growth happens. That's where the miracles are. They're not found in our comfort and they're found in the zone of trusting you. And so, Holy Spirit, we rest in your strength. As we read in the, that verse in Proverbs, Father, we, we are relying not on our own understanding, but but on you. We are trusting in you. And so thank you for a miracle week this week. Thank you that that is entirely possible because you are still alive, Jesus. You are still at work. You are still moving in and through your church to fulfill and accomplish your heavenly purpose. So would you do that, we pray, as we submit ourselves to you. And thank you for this privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us uh, this morning for daily devotions. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning. God bless.